here we go. <laughs> the Sprista's Goose. <laughs> I don't apocalypse on Shabbos. <laughs> Trump Shabbos. <laughs> I say that doesn't sound like too good of a story for him then. <laughs> yes, it's an 80s film, but it's a quintessential 80s film. That motherfucker gets me excited about science. But yes, I, I do think that this movie requires a couple more views. I have the same cup size as Doc Hawk. <laughs> Give me my sandwich. <laughs> no crusts. Was it an instant classic for you? Uh, no. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Don't Be Crazy Podcast. I'm Justin Cavanagh. With me, as always, is Mr. Zachary Rancourt. Here we discuss and dissect what makes a film, past or present, absolutely amazing, or just pure rubbish. All that we ask of each other, don't be crazy. Don't be crazy, Zach. Eh, 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 eh. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was doing the Spider-Man song. Uh, hey, man. How are you? I'm good. I, <laughs> I, It's so funny because I keep making these bets with myself of how long it's going to be before you start singing. <laughs> and I've gotten to like 0.3 seconds. <laughs> well, I started a timer and it's actually three seconds for the uh. <laughs> I know. I like to sing. I got I got this feeling up inside of me. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I can't talk, talk to anybody, <laughs> so I talked to my diary. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. Uh, real quick, I, I need to tell a story that was so weird. So I eat eggs. Um, I enjoy eggs, and I make them That's every interesting, morning. interesting, because I lay them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I So I, I eat them every morning. I eat three eggs every morning to help me get large. And anyways, um, I bought a fresh dozen yesterday, and I did not touch it because I still had three left over from the day before. So I this morning, I turn on the PS4 like I do, and then I start making my breakfast. And I open the dozen, and it's missing one. And I, for a good five to ten minutes, was like losing my mind. I was looking for an egg, a random egg in my house. And then I started thinking, oh, my God, is there a ghost in my house? What happened to this egg? But so long story short, I, I looked around. And I'm like, oh, OK, it probably fell out when I was walking home from the gym. Dude, I was terrified. I did not know where this egg went. And mind you, my, my roommate's gone. He's He's been gone for a couple days and he's gone for the week. Uh, it was really weird. And I got really, I got kind of nervous about a, a missing egg. <laughs> were so, you were you ever wondering <laughs> if it hatched and you had a chicken loose in your house, dude? What if what if there was a chicken in my house? What well, if it's just like hiding right now? That's like a good movie. That's like an M Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> yeah, I you know the you know the toys Hatchimals and they're yeah. really big at Christmas. Yeah. I um. I convinced people that you had to sit on them to incubate them. <laughs> we were at, in our target days. Yeah. People were like, what are these Hatchimals that everyone's going crazy about? I'm like, oh, man, they're so crazy. There's giant eggs. But the thing is, you have to like sit on it. So when you when you get one for your kid for Christmas, have them just sit on it for a couple hours like while you're watching a movie or, or whatever. And then eventually, after like four or five hours, it'll hatch. Like Go four or five it. hours, I'm like, yeah, it's 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 a big deal because you know you're bringing this thing to life, so it's kind of teaching them about you know the circle of life. <laughs> and then I just it's walked like, away. <laughs> you know, it's funny because when I got a tamagotchi, they were like, you got to stick it up your butthole. <laughs> you know? Put it in a balloon <laughs> first. <laughs> no way, man. We're not doing coke rules. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that was that was my thing. But that's a great um, thing. Yeah, it was it was very interesting. You um, find that chicken. I'm going to find it. It's going to like wake me up in the middle of the night too. Um, did you watch anything recently that you can maybe recommend or not recommend to somebody? I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't think I watched anything. This week. I, I, um, I watched airheads, the Brendan Fraser, <laughs> Adam Sandler, Steve Buscemi masterpiece. Sure. It, uh, it did not hold up well. Um, I think that there were funny moments, but uh, yeah, I, I couldn't buy Brendan Fraser. He was just so over the top. But uh, it was, I mean, it was a Chaz? fun movie. Wasn't his name Chaz? <laughs> yeah, his his real name was Chester something. And yeah. he's like, oh, the dork. I played D&D. And I'm like, that sounds like me. <laughs> so <laughs> it was funny. Um, yeah. I, I, but, like uh, when, uh, I like it when Steve Buscemi is just like totally just humping his guitar while he's playing. <laughs> Right, <laughs> it's like it's awkward, but it's like my kind of awkward. 
Well, and he works at like a Toys R Us ripoff and he steals toys. So he mm-hmm. like comes home and his, his apartment is full of all these toys. Like <laughs> he's got stretch Armstrongs and, you know, sit and says and or whatever those are speak and says or something like that. And uh, yeah, just tons of stuff. It's so cool. So um, it just did not hold up very well. It didn't age very well. So <laughs> but that's what I watched. But uh, the movie we are doing today is from 2019 Hustlers, directed by Lorraine Scafaria. She is famous for Seeing a Friend for the End of the World. That was a Kira Knightley and Steve Carell film that Isn't I did not seeking, see. Seeking a Friend? Yeah, isn't that what I said? Seeking said a Friend seeing, for the End of the World? I heard Seeing. Oh, sorry. I thought I said Seeking. Maybe it's my maybe it's my lisp. We'll have to check um, the tape. I know, right? Uh, it was also written by Lorenz Scaf- uh, Scafaria. This movie stars Jennifer Lopez, Constance Wu, Julia Stiles. Uh, I'm going to skip her because she wasn't a main character. <laughs> Cardi uh, B. Cardi B. Kiki Palmer, Lily Reinhardt. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put Cardi B in there too. So um, a female directed film and female led cast. Uh you got the reviews in front of you? Yeah, I certainly do, Zach. Certainly. <laughs> certainly. Yeah, let's see here. We have Jake Wilson from the Sydney Morning Herald. He's a top critic over on the Rotten Tomatoes. He says the hard-boiled exchanges between the women have a genuine exuberance, recalling Hollywood's movies of the 1930s where showgirls trade wisecracks backstage. Ah, see? Wisecracks. <laughs> There's no joke there. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I wanted to laugh to make you feel good. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Rex Reed from uh, The Observer. Rex Manning Day. He says, J-Lo is the only reason to see it. That's so funny you just said that because I was going to open this episode by by saying, say no more, more more, and hoping that you would just go off of it. But I don't know why that was stuck in my head. When it, Rex Manning Day is what April eighth? I don't remember. Google it. I forget. Um, while I'm doing this, you do that. All right, you got homework. <laughs> Rex Manning Day. Look it up. It's like the seventh or eighth. I forget. April. Um, let's see here. Uh, Clarice Lowry. Mike Lowry. <laughs> this is Mike Lowry. Uh, let's see. Aline. Fierce take on the nature of female empowerment in an inherently corrupted world. Isn't that the truth? I felt like all these women were large and in charge. Yeah. April 8th. The... You're right. All right. It's Rex Manning Day. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Uh, Rosalind Trihane from Liquid Marmalade. Gitchy, gitchy, ya, ya, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> Moco Chocolata Yaya. The, scene... <laughs> the scenes where the ladies get ready are the best, really highlighting the reality of this fantasy world. However, with a patchy script, the pace and interest soon start to wane. As And as the audience member, you might think you've been hustled. Hmm. I, I kind of agree kinda with that. Agree, yeah. I kind of agree too. <laughs> yeah. Starts off kind of shot out of a can, all kinds of craziness. You got the you got the strippers, you got the poles, you got the the, the, the high money. stakes, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the New York lifestyle, the the seedy underbelly of what's going on in the strip club, and then it just kind of fizzles. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. John Powers, NPR, Fresh Air. Uh, Lopez's Ramona exudes power. She's the sun around in which destiny and the whole movie orbits. I think that's fair. I think uh, J-Lo runs the show in this movie. She has an incredible routine, too. That had to be a lot of work. I don't think I could do that on my best day. (laughs) After years of practice, (laughs) I I could watch YouTube videos all day long on how to pole dance, and I would not be nearly as good. What would your stripper name be? Um, probably just incredible. <laughs> That's a good one. I don't know what mine would be. Mine would be like Zach Attack or something. <laughs> oh, you need a fake name though. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but you—you you didn't use a fake name. You used just incredible <laughs> because it's too good to pass up. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Chet Stedman. Yeah, that's be the, the pitcher from Rookie of the Year. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> Gary Busey. That's a good one. That could be your stripper name. Just Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> Teeth. Also goes by Chompers. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. There you okay. go. All right, so that was, that was our review. It's, uh, most most people like it. It's doing pretty good. Um, it is certified fresh uh, produce, so it's at a whopping eighty seven percent. Not sure. I agree with that. I'm more in line with the audience score, which is sixty five percent. But what do I know? Um, as far as the monies go, uh, this film had a budget of just a mere twenty million dollars. Um, domestic, they brought in 104, uh, international, you're looking at 52 million and worldwide. That brings the total up to 157.5. Not too bad. Made its money back. And then some totally, I would call it a success. I'd say, I'd say that's accurate. You know, one thing that I thought was kind of weird and Alex felt the same way too, was that, um, constant Constance Wu, her character, mm-hmm. she had kind of had the same haircut the whole time. And it's showing this, you know, starts in like 2007 and it goes up to whatever, 2011 or 2013 or something. And she just has like the same like bangs and long hair. And I thought that was weird that no normal human being would have the same haircut that long of a time, especially in that business. Oh, well, yeah, I I don't know if I can comment on it because I I've never been a stripper, so yeah, I, just I don't know. Really. I've had the, I've had the same haircut for like probably six years. Yeah, but you're so. not like fashion forward or anything like that. Whoa, I beg to you're, differ. Your jeans and a t-shirt. You're not no you're not high society a strip it. Uh, my dating profile has me in a suit. A so therefore, you're one suit. So any episode can have one good suit. It's all about I the watches up. and the shoes. It's in the it's in the mood. I liked that part. Yeah. yeah, I photoshopped a suit on on me. It's not. It's just a tuxedo shirt, actually. <laughs> okay, let me give you some trivia. So Cardi B actually admitted to illegally drugging and robbing men in the early stages of her career, which is what the film subject revolves around. She was a stripper and she actually admitted to it. So that sucks. Um, Part of what the women are taking advantage of is the reality that men aren't always willing to open up about bad things that happen to them. And this is a quote, and that's a stigma as well. That's unfortunate. That was from the director. Uh, this film was shot in only 29 days on a low budget. It's pretty cool. Yeah. A month for $20 million. Annabelle, the blonde girl, has a vomit problem, and they used a mix of graham crackers and Sprite to complete the effect. <laughs> gross. That is, that is gross. <laughs> Sick. <sighs> okay. Well, we'll just jump right in. Uh, I wrote the synopsis tonight, so I'm hoping it's good. All right. Destiny is the new stripper on the block at a swanky New York City club in 2007. Feeling the pressures, greed, and sleaziness of the industry, Destiny decides that she needs to figure out a way to make more money. Destiny meets Ramona, a savvy veteran dancer who makes a killing at raking in the big bucks. Ramona teaches her all that she knows, and the two become great friends while making ludicrous amounts of money. When the stock market crashes in 2008, the girls need a new source for income. After having a child, Destiny is forced to return to the strip game only to run into Ramona, who explains a dastardly but justified plot to get money from boiler room Wall Street type men. Ramona assembles a crew in order to seduce slash drug guys into giving up their bank info and maxing out their credit cards. While life is lavish, the ladies continue this hustle for a while until the bait gets too thin. Destiny feels sorry for a victim, Doug, and Ramona gets sloppy, bringing in unreliable accomplices. Doug reports the exploitation to the New York City Police Department, who are reluctant to investigate. But after compiling substantial evidence, the four main gals are arrested and sentenced for their crimes. How far would you go in order to achieve your dreams? And is it worth throwing away your morals? Are you asking that's me? Snuff- <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we roll in. <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening. Don't be crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got to um, say. 
I know, right? So, uh, no, first and foremost, uh, what did you think of the movie? Um, I thought it was okay. Hmm. <laughs> Elaborate. Give me, give me more. You gotta give me more. I mean, I that. said earlier, I, I thought it started off good with a bang, and I enjoyed what I was watching, but then about, I don't know, maybe 40 minutes into it, I was ready for it to be over. I just, I just didn't care anymore. I, for me, I didn't think, I mean, it's based on a true story, so they can only do so mm-hmm. much. But for me, I never felt any sort of danger for the girls. Like I didn't feel like I was ever worried. I, it's, they were they were portrayed as always being in control. Like nothing ever got out of hand. And the one time it did, a guy did something to himself. Like you know when he when he dove off the roof and hit his face. Oh, yeah. You know that was nothing that they did. Um, like I was expecting one of them to get that the shit kicked out of them or one of them to OD and we have to deal with that or be scared at some point. And we never were. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just, it just kind of ended and I was, I could have gotten that ending, whatever, a half hour sooner. And I would have felt just the same way about the movie. So I didn't, it felt like it dragged, but interesting. See, I, I think that there were some stakes to, to a lot of it. I, I think that, morally we know that this is wrong right and when when jennifer lopez i mean i just want to also give props to jennifer lopez for putting on a very very good performance in this film i think that she did a great job in it um but i think when she is telling destiny constance Wu about her scheme of drugging these guys um destiny is reluctant but ramona is explaining to her and tries to give her this rationale like hey they're the enemy they took they took the money and, and they did these things. And you can tell while this is still going on, Constance Wu, you know, she she buys into it and everything after a while. But there are times when she's like, I don't know if we're doing this right or if this is the right thing. Like when that guy does jump off the roof, you know, she has to go pick up her daughter from school, still wearing the same stuff and like drop her off. And just how much to her chagrin, like how that that, that could have been. It's just... I, I think the stakes got raised in that sense, but I could see what you're saying. Totally. Like, I, I think that there were times that maybe I forced myself to pay attention a little too much, but I ultimately, I really liked this movie. I, I thought that it was paced pretty well and um, I enjoyed the performances and the camaraderie of, of all the gals that were in it. So yeah. Did you hear anything about this movie before you saw it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I saw there was a lot of buzz because uh, the performances, yeah, um, the the same thing. I mean, it was it was just word of mouth for me where I'd hear various things. And I was like, you know, what? I just I need to take a chance. And I need to see it. You, um, so real quick. One thing I, I do want sure. to say, um, you know, yes, what they were doing was was wrong. Um, and they made mm-hmm. a point to to target the Wall Street guys, the ones that were were taking, you know, the American people's money and ruining lives uh, like AIG is a good example you know, I have family that lost everything, their entire retirement, lost their home. And um, sadly, it, it, the stress, I ultimately, I blame the stress for taking someone's life. And it, and it really mm-hmm. bothers me. And after AIG got like whatever, $85 billion from the government, all, like all yeah, they got a bailout in 2008. And then they go on this, all the executives go on this retreat at a resort and it's like, are you kidding me? People are losing their lives yeah. and their and their livelihood and their retirements, and this is how they're gonna fucking parade around. So, me personally, as I'm watching this, I'm just thinking about all these fuckers that were taking people's money and ruining lives. So I wasn't too sympathetic to any of these people. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, that's a an extreme generalization that all of Wall Street is terrible, but that's my perception of them. You know what I mean? So if they don't care, then why should I care kind of thing is what I was thinking. And all this was kind of coming. And I haven't thought about it in a long time. So when I was watching the movie, that was sort of filling up my head. So when these guys are completely, Oh, you lost my debit card. or Oh, you maxed up my credit card. I'm like, <laughs> you know, eat a dick, dude. I could care less. <laughs> Get a whole bag yeah. of dicks. Uh, I agree with you. Um, you know, it's, it's so interesting. And, when I was watching this movie, I was like, this feels like an Adam McKay sort of thing. And it didn't even register to me that it was Gloria Sanchez, like the sister company of Gary Sanchez productions, mm-hmm. like Adam McKay and Will Ferrell's thing. And then at the end credits, when it had um, 
that Janet Jackson song playing, right? That was, I thought that was awesome. But anyways, uh, and it said produced by Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. I was like, that is spot on because that's what they do. Like with the big short and even the other guys, you know, they're very in tune with, with the muckety mucks and how awful, uh, like Enron was and those sure. types of things. So I thought that that was pretty on the nose and I really did appreciate that. Um, that's good that you said that kind of because that leads into this. So like my question is when your back is against the wall, um, metaphorical wall, sometimes, you know, we can cross our ethical lines in order to survive like what these, what these women were doing. Have you personally ever done something unethical uh, if it was truly meant for good? Um, I don't, nothing comes to, to mind. No, I'm, or like, would you ever? I mean, would you ever? Yes. I mean, if, if, if my family was in jeopardy or something, I'm sure there's something I could do, but I can't speak to anything at the moment. I've never been in right. that position, but you know, once desperation sinks in, then that's when, uh, you know, extreme times call for extreme measures. And I've just never been in that situation. I've been very fortunate my entire life. So I cannot speak to that. Right. And like in, in terms of shoplifting, I mean, you and I handled that stuff. And so we understand certain mentalities that people will have when they steal. And, you know, my whole rule of thumb was if someone's like, I need this and they, they steal liquor and like some Blu-rays. I'm like, you don't right, need right. it. But if it's, if it's somebody who's stealing yeah. food. So yeah. I can tell you, I've, I have lost count of the amount of times I have let people steal food from Target. <laughs> Total, to- so, totally, so, totally, yeah. totally. No, no, no. I, mean, I, I, I completely agree. speaking that way, I wasn't the one that was in jeopardy. Um, you know, I wasn't doing my job properly. So, sure. Um, in that case, what I was doing was wrong. But I firmly believe, in in the sense of what my job and my role responsibilities were, I was not living up to those. I was allowing people that were starving to eat and not letting them get in trouble for it. So, yes, right. I, I have so, done something wrong in the gray area, but like morally, I think I was correct. But um, I would say uh, ethically in regards to what my job was, then no, I was wrong. So do you think that using a rationale like Jennifer Lopez does by saying that these are these Wall Street guys who are, are robbing people left and right of all this money and they're getting away scot-free, do you think that they're essentially justified in doing, whether it be all of, of, of these crimes or the majority of them, but do you think that they are justified? Well, that's just it, right? Whenever you do something wrong, you try and come up with a reason as to why it was okay to do it. Like for me mm-hmm. just now, I came up with the reason why it was okay because people were starving and I want them to not die. Um, So, I mean, we can all come up with, with reasons as to why we were doing what we were doing. And at the end of the day, it's, is it right or is it wrong? I I don't know. It's not, it's not for me to decide in this particular case, but when it comes to uh, in their particular case, I do think that, they went over the line. I don't think that you should be sure. drugging people and stealing from them. Like they're stealing money. To me, there's a difference between stealing money to buy fur versus stealing a sandwich. So you don't die of starvation. Totally. I mean, stealing, stealing. Sure. But if I had to, to, to measure which one was worse, <laughs> I would say stealing several thousands of dollars so you could live large and in charge. I think that is, that is a vastly different than stealing a snack. And greed is such a powerful thing, man. I mean, like money changes people and it's, and I think that I, I applaud um, the way that they were taking this film and I applaud the direction that Miss um, Scafaria was going with because <clears throat> it's, it kind of raises that ethical dilemma where you want to root for these girls, but at the same time, you're like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, you can't just drug people, but they're also pieces of shit. And they set it up throughout the film. I mean, that guy is like, I'll give you $300 to to touch my penis. And it's just like, how degrading is that? That part, I was cringing because I felt so bad for Constance Wu because she was just like, you know, she needed the money. And it's just insane to me. But you you kind of root for the the girls to do this and it's i think 
she they they pose that ethical dilemma in this. Right. So I thought that that was a really interesting piece to this film that I was that I was intrigued by. But yeah, um, I really did like how they they showed this. I, I don't know much about the stripper lifestyle. Um, and I, I really like when a film is centered around an aspect of, of something that I don't know much about. There's always this narration over an exposition scene. And, and since this is kind of like a heist movie, they're going to do that. Right. So, uh, when they, when Jennifer Lopez is explaining the different types of, I don't know what you would call them, but Johns or something like that, targets that you would, you would have and how to like lure them in. I thought that that was fun. It was kind of stylish and, and whatever. But, um, I think that strippers are given this negative stigma and they're looked at generally in, in, in negative ways, but I feel well, I want to ask you, how do you feel the director was presenting this movie like with these strippers? How do you think that she was trying to portray this this stigma of strippers? Um, that it is a a harsh world and that if you are not careful, you will be a victim and that they are taken advantage of and that and that people perceive them to be lower than them and that um, they only exist because they need the money kind of thing. Yeah. And that's, and that's so awful. If like, when you, when you look at it in a certain aspect, because some of these, these men are treating them like right. shit, like absolute shit. And, and, you know, they're people at the end of the day, they're people. Like, I understand that they, they perform a job. It's this fantasy of, of being wanted and sexiness and whatever, but the, you know, they're not super far off from, from these stereotypes of men uh, at these strip clubs. And so, oh, yeah, there's, there's it's some a real bump. Totally. And there's some real sleaze bags, man. Um, yeah. You know, when I, I remember when I turned 18, I went to a gentleman's club and I'm seeing guys wearing like sweatpants just because it'll feel different. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they would be more sensitive yeah. with them wearing sweatpants. And I'm just this 18 year old kid just looking. And I remember I got my first lap dance to Jeannie in a bottle. Uh, date, dating myself, <laughs> but and her name was Betty. I'll never forget. Her name was Betty, uh, and I'm just a shy kid. And I remember I had this um this watch, and I, I took it off because it was like the way she was rubbing on me and everything. And I took my watch off and I just set it down. And she was so nice. She came and found me and, and gave me my watch back. <laughs> Aww, I a nice know, lady. Betty. It was great. Um. So, I mean, I had a very pleasant experience, but I mean, uh, I'll never forget how nice she was. That was so nice. There. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, and, and like I, we can totally say this because we're men, but um, I think the stereotypes were, were pretty oh, spot sure. on. I've only been I've only been to three strip clubs in my entire 32 years on this earth, um, and they were all because I was essentially pressured in to it with friends and I kind of didn't have a choice. Um, I am not a fan of strip clubs. I, I love women and I, you know, but I respect the shit out of them. And my thing is when I go in there, I feel this like cloud of disgust just go over me. And, and, and I look at these guys who are just like staring at these girls in these perverted ways and I feel so dirty and like I understand it's a business you know and the girls are going to flirt and do these things but me the analytical mind that I have I'm like thinking like why are you why are you here I'm sure you're a nice person and but I I I, right there you can't judge man because you have no idea what they're going exactly for all you know uh you know they're using this money to go to school or pay for their kids child care whatever the case may be we all have problems and this is a way that they're able to do what they do and it's unfortunate that people don't just have their fucking arms broken when they touch them or something like that you know there should there should be some super hardcore rules that are enforced to keep them safe but unfortunately totally. it's not the case especially when it comes to um at least in this particular club and i'm sure this is true at various strip clubs all over the world where the the night manager gets a cut the dj gets a cut the everybody gets a cut to where their whatever their $500 turns into $42 at the end of the night because, mm-hmm. of, because of them I, owing yeah. everybody else. Everyone's got to get their cut and taking advantage of the new girl or whatever the case may be. So, I mean, it's, it's a lose lose situation for so many people and it's sad. 
I really liked how they presented that too, where, you know, it seemed like it was going to be prosperous for her and she was going to get all this money. But, you know, there were some guys who were like, yeah, I'm not feeling it or like, no, thanks. You know, she's like, oh, you want to dance? And like, no, thanks. And then she has to pay out, you know, the manager, the other guy who I don't know what he was, excuse me, the bouncer and like the DJ. And then, yeah, she leaves with like 50 bucks. Um, I really liked how they presented that and showed that, look, it's not these strippers aren't getting all of the money that they're taking. There's a lot of hands going into this cookie jar and it's, it's not only degrading, but it just sucks if that's happening to you. So I really did like that aspect. It was very broken down and really kind of natural for, for what probably occurs during it. So um, I did think that the camaraderie between the girls, like, so that, that other, I, I forget her name, the, um, the reviewer that you read earlier, how she was talking about the, the scenes when all the gals were in the, in the changing room and they just had, you know, good times. They were laughing. They were telling stories about stuff. They felt they all the actresses in this film felt like they were having a fun time. And that's just my opinion, but it, it seemed, it seemed cool. And, and I really enjoyed that. It reminded me of like, the Fast and Furious film series, how like, you know, family, it's all family and whatever. That was my Vin Diesel impression. But um, yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, so that's, it, it felt, it felt cool and it felt like they all had a bomb in your face. <laughs> Have you ever seen, oh God, this I hate one that meme one. where it's like, hey man, he was in your face and then it's, and then it's Vin Diesel. I'm in your face. And then it shows Vin Diesel's face on top of Paul Walker's <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look it up. I'm in your face meme or something, and you'll see it. It's amazing. Change your life. (laughs) Um, I did think that this this movie was was very stylish. Actually, um, I really did like the the music and the lighting that they used in it because you know, like striptease. Did you see striptease? I did that movie. I saw it. I could probably tell you this. I <laughs> let's see. Let me think here. Um, I did. I saw it. Like on, I want to say June twenty eighth, nineteen ninety six. Maybe June twenty ninth. I don't remember. But but yeah, I saw it in Palm Springs, uh, and it was amazing. I think that is one of Burt Reynolds' best roles of all time. <laughs> I love him in that movie. He's such a he's such a creep okay. in that movie. <laughs> he's like, we can talk about whatever you want. He's still going naked. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, but like in that movie, uh, there's a lot of well lit scenes where it's not crazy colors and stuff. It's just very bright. And I think that this was was interesting because this looked like any type of club in general, like a nightclub uh, or anything, exactly. where it had these crazy real, real lights. Quick. Yeah. Go ahead. Strip tease came out June twenty eighth, nineteen ninety six. Jesus Christ. How oh, do you man, do I'm this? Good. I know you're, dates. <laughs> you're so you're so good with dates. Like you you just know these things. It's insane. I'm going to take you to the Hollywood Walk of Fame and, and get a pretty penny out of you. So <laughs> Yeah, you're really you're really good at that. It's 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 hilarious. So. I know shit. Um <laughs> I know shit. So, yeah, I I I think that uh the lighting was really really cool and I really did enjoy the music the soundtrack fit the scenes pretty well. And the editing was also really fun. Uh, there were things like the distorted recording sound when Dawn is was, setting them up. That was probably my favorite part. When um, she's like, yeah, how, when she was how wearing the wire as a recording. I thought that was great. I even, I mm-hmm. leaned over to Alex. I was like, Oh my God, it's like, we're listening to the recording. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really liked those decisions and like the, the dream sequence when, when uh, destiny's in the car yeah, and no ask, one's driving it and this. she's freaking Did out. That street looked like sure. it was the same street that her mom was driving away from. Okay. Yes. That's what I thought it was at first. And I, and I thought that, and cause the right. car was like the same too. It was kind of like an Oldsmobile or something. So I think that that's what she thinks she was is like her mom running yeah. away from this. And it's, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Um, the inaudible sound when destiny turns off the recorder during the interview, like when she's talking to Julia styles and, um, she says something about Ramona and then destiny turns off the recorder and then it just goes like they're, they're talking, right. but it's all inaudible. And I thought that was really cool. And then like things when the cash sound effects happened, uh, like the one nerdy guy who ends up buying destiny, a, a MacBook, 
she's she's like what's a computer and it goes right. <laughs> like in the background i was like that's so cool i really i i did like that a lot i thought that that was really fun and they they did a, a good job a good job so um what do you think was the most surprising aspect of this film for you mm, i don't know i wasn't i don't know i don't have an answer for that i wasn't surprised by anything <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that maybe I was I, I was so more I just surprised like than you followed were. the whole um, too good to be true sort of uh, storyline where we meet the new people we they're exposed to their horrible life and then they figure out a way to make it amazing whether it's stealing or robbing or 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 getting a big score and then it gets to a high point where everything is amazing. And then they try to up the ante and it all comes tumbling down. I mean, I've, we've seen that movie a thousand times. It's just the way right. it's good storytelling. But in this particular case, I was just bored. Interesting. So it reminded me a lot of The Wolf of Wall Street, uh, just with with how extravagant things were. And you knew in The Wolf of Wall Street, you're like, dude, just stop. You have your opportunities to stop and you keep going and you're going to get caught. And eventually it happens. So I did see aspects of that. And this has been done in other films before. Uh, that didn't necessarily surprise me. I think that I was, I was pretty cold on this movie when I first saw a trailer for it, just because I was like, I'm just not really interested in it. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it appeals to me. I'm sure it's a fine movie. I just don't really want to rush out and see it. But then it started getting some, some buzz and some praise. And I'm like, you know what? I need to just bite the bullet and try it. And I was pleasantly surprised. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think the depiction of men was, was pretty goddamn accurate. Um, I thought this movie was actually surprisingly really funny. There were times when I was actually like cackling when they were making the drugs and they, they, when they were passed out on the, yeah, they, they, <laughs> they tasted some of the batter and then they just passed out. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, I thought anytime Annabelle was barfing, that was funny. Um, and I just think that JLo was so great. She had a really good range. She had awesome dialogue. Her screen presence was just huge. Uh, she looked amazing. She's like, I think she's like in her fifties. Right. And she just looked freaking phenomenal. So, yeah, she looked great. oh my gosh. I, I just, yeah, you know, it's, it's weird. And this, this mirrored a lot of, of what we are. You, Justin, you're like Ramona and I'm like destiny. <laughs> you were, oh, really? you were teaching, you were teaching me the ways. <laughs> <laughs> you taught me how to dance all right <laughs> i have the same body as j-lo you know. <laughs> i'm in love with the stripper <laughs> um so yeah I, I think that that really surprised me with with actually how well paced it was and the timing and everything like that uh you know, it, it wasn't the best movie of the year or anything like that i do agree with the golden globe noms for jennifer lopez I don't think she got nominated for an Oscar, but she did get nominated for best supporting actress um, at the golden globes. She did not win, but I'm just glad that she got nominated at the very least. Mm -hmm. So yeah, well, she did great. Yeah. What did you think about that old Navy boss being such a dickhead? Oh man, that was uh jam <laughs> councilman jam from parks and rec. <laughs> oh really? I didn't, I don't, I don't watch parks jam. and rec. I don't watch. Oh, my God. He's my favorite character and it drives Alex crazy. <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> He's like the biggest asshole ever. <laughs> he was an show. asshole in Old Navy. I know. Yeah. That's just who he plays. And I think I think I like that role because I'm just so nice all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> I can live vicariously through these jerks. Yeah. Because I'm so easy. Like even when, uh, you know, managing Target and someone come up to me and they're like, oh, hey, my kid. And you go pick him up. I'm like, yeah, take off, man. We got this. Mm -hmm. You know, I would never say. Um, actually, you're on the schedule till four o'clock, so I need you to stay till four. I would never be that guy. I'd be like, yeah, we got it. Take off. That's so. If someone comes up to me and they're like, I'm like, how you doing today? And they're like, oh, I'm not feeling well. Ah, take off. We got this. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no problem. That's why I didn't feel as bought into that part. I'm like, he's not going to be that much of a dick. Like if she's, if she's given a, a justifiable reason, like, Hey, I have to go pick up my kid early on these Fridays and it's just these and I can get someone to cover. It's old Navy. You know, it's not, yeah. a, it's not, not something keep else. On keeping on. Yeah. It's yeah. Not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. He, Anybody could do, uh, could fill in that, that gap. It's, it's old jeans. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, uh, 
a team member would come up to me just really upset. I'm like, Oh, just, you know, go in the back, hang out, you know, find something to do to keep you occupied, or you can take off whatever you want. If you want the hours, go in the back and help straighten up backstock, do something like that. Or if you want to just go home, feel free to do so. Just let me know whatever you decide. I was the easiest manager ever. And you know what? We got by, it was no big deal. (laughs) Yeah, you were easy. But I mean, people knew that, so they would come to me whenever. They needed, when they needed. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad. I'm like, yeah. But if I'm the if I'm the manager on duty, then fuck off. It's my decision. <laughs> Justin, I need to borrow a hundred dollars. Um, <laughs> can I have your debit card, please? Yeah. I have all these gift cards you can use. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think so. Did you ever see the Players Club? Oh, no, I did not. So I was trying to think of all the other movies that this may have drawn inspiration from, but like obviously Strip Tease and The Players Club. That was with Jamie Foxx. Uh, Wasn't like Bill Bellamy in that movie? Yes, Bill Bellamy. There was – so there were some high stakes in that one too where there was a situation where a gal went to – oh, and Ice Cube directed it. Awesome. She went to like some – hip hop stars house or something like that. And she got assaulted. And that was where I was thinking this movie was going to go with hustlers. I'm like, dude, I don't like that. They're going to hotel rooms. I thought some, some dark shit was about to happen. And I, I don't know if I was prepared to watch it because that just like bugs me like crazy. But, uh, it, it ended up being a, a pretty good movie too, though. Bernie Mac is in it. Mm-hmm. Dude, um, there was a, uh, you know, the song we'd be clubbing. Yeah. Um, there is a, um, I have the tiger remix to that and it's like, it's like, dun, 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 and it's like, it's so badass with the weavy clubbing and you don't stop. Get it, get it. Oh, it's so good. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, DMX is in it and he's kind of a piece of shit. So I don't like it as much as I used to, but I really like that song. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Come on. <laughs> yeah, he does that. Um, but that just reminded me of it. <laughs> I really, yeah, I really did like the music choice in this film. I thought that, that, that it was fun and it just fit the, the story. It sure. worked out that well. Era. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I did like the Christmas scene a lot too, when they were all just kind of rejoicing and having fun. I was expecting something really bad to happen, but it was nice to just kind of like let them just right. be, and, be and themselves. That's, that's the last of the the point at which everyone is together and happy, mm-hmm. and it ends after that, and then it's then it's nothing but horrible. Yeah, then it gets it just gets bad. So. I did think it was interesting that that um, Constance Woo Woo Wubsy got upset about a new person being a part of the team because she was new at one point, and they mm-hmm. were doing it as three girls splitting five thousand dollars three ways, and now all of a sudden they got split five thousand dollars four ways, and she didn't have a problem with that because she was getting her money. I'm just saying, I think, but I think a lot of this too, though, is Destiny's love as a friend for Ramona. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Justin, if since you're Ramona, if you were to bring another underling onto this podcast and then be like, oh, Zach's whatever, I would be upset. I would be like, why isn't he teaching me any more dance moves? Mm-hmm. And so I do, I do see why that could be hurtful to her because I mean, I think they drive that point home at the end of the movie when Julia Stiles is like, you should call her. Like she said good things about you. She keeps your your childhood picture in her wallet because she's like a mother figure to you. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that, that it was very, it, it, it's justified for her thinking. And maybe she just was being overcautious, but I, I really do think that there was that underlying thing about she was just like jealous, essentially. Yeah, green-eyed so. monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really do think that this film did help reinforce the mindset though, that everyone, every person, no matter what has a story for why they are who they are and where they are in life. And you, you really can't judge people based on the surface without truly knowing them as people. I mean, bias is always going to be there, but you really should try to figure out who people are underneath and not immediately judge somebody as soon as you see them. Oh, sure. So, and, and I, I mean, I think that that was pretty apparent in this movie, and I I dig it. Uh, there were good cameos in this. The Usher scene was awesome. I loved when Usher came in the club and it was all slow-mo and it's playing his music and stuff. And I thought that, that was so funny just because, yeah. I, I love Usher. So do I. 
Yeah, man. <laughs> she liked it my way. Uh, <laughs> when I was a teenager, I thought he was the coolest fucking man on the planet. He was he was my Fonzie. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought he was the coolest fucking man ever. I was like, oh my god, I want to be Usher. He is really but, cool. He's he's a I'm great singer. Funny. He's a great dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know what is interesting when she was when they were talking about uh, like anybody can have one nice suit. You want to look at their shoes and their watch. Yeah, uh, the during our our loss prevention days, the the day I figured out that I need to look at shoes to spot the criminals changed everything. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> I started catching people left and right once I was looking at the shoes. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I'm getting all these texts like, "Man, you're on fire right now." I'm like, "It's it's the shoes, man. How come none it's of the shoes, baby? Shoes? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the shoes. It's so crazy. And the shoes right. tell you where you have been, man. It's so nuts." Yeah. It's that it's so interesting because it's that correlation that that leads to that causation, which is so interesting because it, sh- it shouldn't work like that. That's not how the natural law works, but it does. It does. And 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 it's it's circumstantial, but it like probably 99 percent of the time it's accurate. Oh, and I yeah. think I think what it is, is like if someone doesn't have enough care to take care of their shoes and, and they just look like, you know, thief shoes, I'm talking like sneakers that are really loose and dirty and they just kind of come in and they're wearing like nice clothes, but their shoes are shit. You're like, okay, something's going to happen. Yep, It's on. <laughs> yep, yeah. Uh, fur hoods. Whenever girls wore those jackets with their fur hoods, that was a tell for me as well. Yeah. They're always and, Yeah. Those always. giant, <laughs> those giant, those giant tote bags slash purses that looked like almost empty. Yeah. I mean, anything like that is a tell. And it's so funny because anytime I train somebody, I'm like, you got to look at their shoes. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, just trust me. Just watch people's shoes. It's yeah. it's so interesting how they do it. It so. tells you about their journey for the last like year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's interesting that they use that aspect in this film to to pick up the, you know, the sharks essentially because they knew they knew what type of people they were. And it, it, it's right. It's the little details that they take care in that you can see, like, you know, look at the wedding ring. That means he's, he's ready to to cheat or he's got a lot of money in his piece of crap. Um, so I, I thought that that was very interesting, but I also liked that they included the people in there who, you know, like the nerdy guys who were like, Oh yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sorry. I gotta go or whatever. That'd be me. I'd be like, uh, it's been great, but I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle this. It's too many, I know. too many beautiful women's, I know. <laughs> You're Jenny from the block, aren't you? Yeah. You're ready for the best eight seconds of your life. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so my thing with this is I, I I liked this movie way more than I thought I would. Um, I think that the friendship and the chemistry between the main group of gals was was what cemented it for me. I think that there was great style and editing and comedic timing and the performances were all awesome by the actors. Ramona really drove it home. By her final line, though, she says, this city, this whole country is a strip club. You've got the people tossing the money and the people doing the dance. I I, I couldn't agree more with her. I think that that was very, very true. And movies like this and The Big Short and the other guys are so damn spot on. And they shed light on these bigger issues where there's not a ton of focus on. And this just felt like you know, the female version of the Wolf of Wall Street. And I just, I liked this movie. I was pleasantly surprised with it. So yeah, that's, that's essentially all I'm I'm going to say about this. Um, what, what about you? Do you have anything else you want to add to it? I have nothing. Yeah. Did you, um, <laughs> did you, did you rent it on 4k? No, no, no. I had a, I had a, a coupon, a coupon day and I was able, buy, I was able to buy it for four bucks. <laughs> Maybe we can do a, a, a coupon day. I had, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, spare no expense. I had uh, <laughs> points from the HD movie codes, and I just rented yeah. them, and I got the movie cheap. Yeah, it was like mine was a uh, rent, or I could buy it and own it forever, just in case I loved it and couldn't get enough of it. Right. I was like, fuck it, I might as well just own it. Yeah, and at, at, the, at the end of the day, what it's like four bucks, so who cares, right? So mine was seven dollars, and I got it in four K, and I'm glad I have it because I I share my my Voodoo account with other people, and I'm like, yeah, if you want to watch my stuff, go ahead, please do. I think it's it's fun to share. Sharing is caring. There you go. So, um, all right, letter grade. What would you give this movie? Uh, 
Probably C plus. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know, I don't know if that's really good or bad. That's like borderline mediocre. Well, I mean, I think that that means that I thought it was okay. <laughs> and if you're yeah. in movies, and you'll love it. If you like the uh, tales of friendship and hardship and overcoming craziness, then it's going to be right up your alley. But if you're not interested, then you can just tell me to fuck off and give it a D minus. <laughs> it's the middle of the road, but a little bit, a little bit better than the middle of the road. Yeah. You know, if I just got my my fucking bonbons and my Monster Energy drink, I might just enjoy this movie. Do you have bonbons? I don't even know where to buy a bonbon. <laughs> I don't know. You remember Turkish Delight from the Chronicles of Narnia I, books? I do. <laughs> have you ever had a Turkish Delight? I don't. I don't eat a lot of Turkish anything because I'm Armenian. Um, <laughs> That's true. Armenian Delights. Yeah. <laughs> we want the manis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I give it a, I'm going to say a B minus. So a little bit higher than what you did. Uh, not, definitely not my favorite film of 2019, but I, I was very glad that I saw it and I was pleasantly surprised with it. Yeah, so, so I give it a 79 and you give it an 80. <laughs> I give it an 82. It's an 82. <laughs> all right. That's, that's pretty good. That's borderline 83. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but, but yeah, um, I, I definitely have been recommending it to people because I'm like, hey, just check it out. I want to hear your thoughts on it. And it would be, you know, it was really interesting because I, I wanted to get a, a woman's perspective on this film and possibly read some of their, their comments on air, but I couldn't, I couldn't find anything in, in the sense of like my personal friends. And, uh, but yeah, I, like Carly, our friend, she watched it the other day with her friend and um, she was pretty mediocre on it as well. So that was just her opinion. She's not a huge movie fan, but Carly, you know, it, yeah, yeah, no, she hates movies. I know. So, <laughs> but, but, but so it. then, so, so, so then with her saying she, she thought it was, was good, not like great. So probably around the B minus area. I think that's a win, right? Sure. Cause if she doesn't like movies, then yeah. yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't do the Harry Potters. <laughs> she doesn't do anything. Oh, that's right. She's, she's not into it. Nope. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's all I have to really say about Hustlers. Uh, I thought it would be a little more lighthearted than than the See, the macabre we've been doing lately. So. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> I was expecting something along the lines of like Set It Off. Did you ever see that movie? Oh, so long ago. I think I watched it on USA, so it was edited. Sure. Um, so I was expecting something like a like a Point Break, Set It Off kind of movie. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't get that. There was no real like gun violence and people dying. It was more just life choices. And I get it. It's yeah. a true story and everything. I just didn't know what to expect. I thought it was going to be rough and tough and people getting their asses kicked. And then that kind of uh, putting it over the edge and being uneasy. You know, like this is a really horrible, grimy, uh, seedy underbelly of New York City. And I just got... Uh, something else yeah i think that you're right i think that i was i was waiting for things and when i take a step back and i look at it it at the end of the day it wasn't the biggest you know heist i've seen they're drugging guys and taking their money i was expecting like they got to drop into a bank vault and <laughs> right. J, j-lo's got to strip away underneath the lasers yeah. and like do her dances and stuff but um but you know we've also seen that trope done a lot in film so you know pick your poison right, but, right. I, yeah, but i agree with you movie standpoint that's what i was expecting mm-hmm. i was totally I was expecting yeah. a a sort of um oceans 11 meets set it off kind of thing M- meets oceans 12 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 13 comes along you're like holy <laughs> shit dude, we gotta should have made a reservation there's a lot of people <laughs> There's like 11 plus 12 plus 13 people. Too many people. <laughs> can't, can't take it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like I was I was expecting at, at certain times, I'm like, all right, when is it going to get crazy off the rails? It's going to get it, good because right now it's just okay. Right now it's <laughs> B minus material, but if you want, to, you want that A, you're going to have to work for it. <laughs> Here's $300. If you want that A, you got to work yeah, for it. 320s. That's not really oh, 300. Yeah, he, she got fucked on that one. 
So I missed that part. I was trying to listen. So he only gave her three $20 bills. Right. So it's it was a dark room. So he was just like, here's a hundred bucks. No, here's two. What a piece of shit, dude. God, what a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. His, his arm's broken. His arm is broken? Yeah. Break his arm. Hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he did fall through a table. Yeah. It was interesting how they kept targeting the same people. Oh, man. And then the one guy from Pulp Fiction, he is... Uh, he was gross in this movie. Which guy was he? Um, he was the one, like the big executive that he kept putting money down on the on the sofa and like licking his lips and being gross. Oh, I hated him. Who was he in Pulp Fiction? He's the one that has, steals the briefcase at the beginning that they shoot. Brett. Yes, you did, Brett. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you're right. That's so funny. I didn't even I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, no, he's a piece of crap, dude. Yeah. He's just throwing the money down and like he. Uh, I I hated it. I didn't like it. <laughs> His name escapes me. He's also in Career Opportunities. If you ever saw that, which is great because it takes place in a Target. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So yeah. Jennifer Connelly. Frank Whaley is his name. Oh, Jennifer Connelly's oh, beautiful. Yeah. She's, so, she's so beautiful. Frank Whaley. Yeah, he's gross yeah. <laughs> in, in Hustlers. His name, is, his name is Reese. Just looked it up. Ugh. Even that name sounds gross. <laughs> I knew a John Reese oh. who was the nicest guy in the world. I called him JGR2000. And he would just always answer the phone. He'd go, it's John Reese. If <laughs> 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 he called me, he goes, Justin, John Reese. It would make me laugh every time. <laughs> yes, you did, Brett. You tried to fuck him. And Marcellus Wells don't like to be fucked by anybody except Mrs. Wells. <laughs> That's, that's does he look like a bitch <laughs> yeah he's good he's also in um broken arrow Ooh, i like that one howie long rips the door off the humvee oh yeah i forgot about howie long he was in that fire christian slater firestorm was that one of his movie was yeah he's like a uh california firefighter wild firefighter fighter yeah you should check out career opportunities when you get a chance as some as a former employee of target corp i think you would really appreciate it I will do that. I will definitely. And Jennifer Connelly is, you know, she's gorgeous. Sprint crack. So, yeah. Uh, got anything else to add? I don't. Okay. I have been done for the last 56 minutes and 42 seconds. <laughs> Today really sucked in certain aspects with the Kobe Bryant news. It didn't, you know, it didn't hit me for a few hours, which was really a bummer. But for the rest of the day, I was just like in tears. And it's, it's interesting because it just doesn't matter if you were a diehard fan or if you had just, you know, heard of him through reputation. He affected the world and he meant a lot to so many people. I grew up watching him. I mean, I knew he was the first player to get drafted out of high school and and actually have a great career. And he's one of the greatest of all time. And I personally loved watching him play. And I just was so intrigued by what he was doing on and off the court. And I think ultimately people grieve in their own ways and you know i know it may not mean much but my thoughts are with all the families involved who lost lo- loved ones from this tragic incident it's just it's shitty man and it's it makes me really look at life in in a certain way and reinforce the the belief that i i could go at any minute so i'm really trying to just enjoy as much as possible and no matter what what kind of quarrels i have with people i try to squash that and and just really enjoy enjoy my life here so sorry to make it kind of drab but i i just was thinking about that all day today and it was it was really tough watching anything or reading anything about it so sure no i I get it man it's tough last night when um lebron james passed him in points Mm -hmm. we were talking about it and how crazy that was and just there's long career and 20 years is a long time to be playing so long and then uh driving home from san diego was just really foggy the whole way home Mm -hmm. i was just like man this is nuts and then Alex is like, yeah, it's really foggy. I'm like, uh, around here, we call it the marine layer. <laughs> like, just kind of joking, but it was really bad. Yeah. Like, you can barely see. And then to wake up to that news this morning, that was uh, that was pretty rough. It's, it's so crazy how just, just talking about it. I know. And then, and then it just having an impact on your life. It's so crazy. Just heartbreaking, man. It's so heartbreaking. And it's... It's interesting. I mean, there was a, a reference in this movie alone. You know, when when Ramona and Destiny are talking, they're like, sure. "I'm Kobe, you're Shaq." She's like, "No, no, no, I'm Kobe or whatever," right? Because he's the greatest. And it's 
it's just so interesting because you could go to like my buddy Ian. Um, he was really distraught today. He was a big basketball fan, but he posted a tweet and he said he went down to the like the corner store because he couldn't really leave his house today just because he was just shook. And he went down to the corner store to try to get out. And this lady was like, "Did you hear the news?" And he's like, "Yeah, about Kobe." And she she was like, yeah, I've been crying all day. And she's just like, you know, she's like, I didn't watch basketball, but I, I know who he is. And it's just so devastating. So, I mean, life is precious. And, you know, just remember that all you guys are important, no matter what you think. It's, <laughs> you gotta, you never know when your time is going to come and just cherish the moments you have and, and love the ones around you. So like JCC Cavender. Yeah. <laughs> Two C's. <laughs> Two C's. So, anyways, enough of this sappy sh- so show of emotion. But <laughs> do you want to take us home? Sure. I appreciate a Home Alone quote. I'm glad you got it. That's why I care about you and you remember dates. <laughs> Except I think he says showing of, does he say human emotion? No, I think he just says show of emotion. Show of emotion. Enough oh, of the sappy just... show of emotion. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to another episode of the Don't Be Crazy Podcast. Remember to follow us on Twitter at dbcrazypod, at zachdale60, and at eddiearmo. Um, I know a lot of you tweet the show, and I don't always check that account, so I'm glad Zach does, because I feel like I'm not part of the conversation. <laughs> Just out there. You're there in spirit. Uh, yeah, there you go. Pretty spirit. <laughs> Shining spirit. Yeah got the glow like bruce leroy um <laughs> um uh, yeah i think that's pretty much it um you keep rocking and rolling and uh we will talk to you next time thank you so much happy rex manning day <laughs> not yet <laughs> april 8th <laughs> oh rexy you're so sexy <laughs> so bad say no more mona more